This is the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and I'm your host, Kat Bean Hansen. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Today's message comes from our service on Sunday, January 22, 2023. Pastor Emma Peterson delivers a message, Lunar New Year, The Moon, The Chinese Zodiac, You, Me, Us. The Chinese and the Western Zodiac are both methods of divination based on the date and time of birth in connection to the celestial movement of our solar system. Chinese astrology divides astrological signs by years, whereas Western astrology separates them by months. The Chinese folks tend to believe that people born in the same year share the same traits, whereas Westerners uh, tend to group people on a monthly basis. This year, 2023, in accordance to the Chinese zodiac, is the year of the rabbit. And as Russ and Jess uh, explained this morning, Lunar New Year is celebrated all over the world and in Japan, Vietnam, and in Vietnam, this is the year of the cat. So there are variations all around the world. But according to the Chinese zodiac, this is the year of the rabbit. I was born in 1987, which was also a year of the rabbit. Some of the characteristics of the rabbit include elegance and patience, uh, two traits I have never particularly identified with. Uh, though I do share a rather peculiar affinity for rabbits. Unfortunately, uh, Chinese astrology uh, predicts that years that fall on a person's zodiac sign are often filled with challenges and difficulty. I'm a triple cancer in the Western zodiac, which means my sun, my moon, and my rising sign all fall under cancer. Uh, which currently predicts a better year for cardinal signs uh, than we've endured in the recent past. So I'm hoping that at the very least, the two systems sort of balance themselves out. I'll let you know. Chinese astrology uh, is based on the lunar calendar, which is arranged uh, by the phases of the moon. According to the lunar calendar, each month begins with a new moon and lasts for approximately 29 days. Now, the Western calendar is organized according to Earth's orbit around the sun. According to the Western calendar, each month begins on a set date and can last anywhere between 28 and 31 days. In recent years, I have gotten really into Western astrology, and its system has informed quite a bit of my spiritual practice and sort of my my world view. Uh, I've been known in our staff group chat to text uh, out things about particular full moons that might be rocky or, you know, well, Mercury's in retrograde, so that explains these 
issues we've been having. Um, it might sound kooky to some of you. Uh, how dare you? We're Unitarian Universalists. We believe in a free and unrestrained search for truth and meaning. So if it sounds kooky to you, uh, the next time Mercury is in retrograde and you find your travel plans in disarray, perhaps you'll pay more attention to the movements of the planets uh, the next time you book airline tickets, I'm just saying. And yet, as informative and fun as I have found the Western Zodiac, I'm more inclined to believe that the phases of the moon influence human behavior more than Earth's orbit around the sun. And you can ask any teacher or hospital staff person uh, about what happens to their students or patients on a full moon if you'd like to know more of what I'm talking about. I'm going to share the story this morning of how the Chinese Zodiac came to be. As we heard during Story for All Ages, the Lunar New Year is steeped in legends and fables that explain the customs and traditions of the holiday. A quick note, the Lunar New Year is primarily celebrated in China and in Chinese diaspora, but it is also celebrated throughout Asia and in Hindu religious communities. These celebrations are happening uh, across the world now and billions and billions of people are uh, celebrating at this time. So this is the fable of how the animals of the Chinese Zodiac came to claim their place. This fable is hundreds, if not thousands of years old, and there are slight variations in each telling. That said, uh, I'd like to, to credit uh, Audrey Lim uh, for her retelling that informed my retelling. Many centuries ago, the Chinese had not yet invented a system to track time. And so the Jade Emperor, also known as the Emperor of Heaven, invited all of the animals of the kingdom to participate in a race. Participants were required to run a foot race and cross a rushing river before arriving to a designated finish line. There would only be 12 winners. Now we're all familiar with the ancient rivalry of the cat and the rat, but according to legend, these two creatures were once dear friends well, very smart, both the cat and the rat were terrible swimmers. Together, the two devised a plan to convince the good-natured ox into letting them ride on his back as he crossed the river. Friendship was no match for the creature's desire to win, and the rat pushed the cat off the ox's back. To this day, the rat and the cat are sworn enemies, and the cat hates the water. As the ox came to shore, the rat hopped off the ox's back, racing to the finish line and claiming the first spot in the zodiac. The ox, good-natured but naive, claimed second place. After the ox came the tiger, panting heavily while explaining between heaving breaths to the emperor how difficult it was to cross the river because of the heavy currents pushing it downstream. But with its powerful strength, the tiger made it to shore and was named third. 
Quick on the heels of the tiger hopped the rabbit, who crossed the river by nimbly jumping from stone to stone until the swift current caused it to slip. Being a lucky creature, the rabbit grabbed hold of a floating log and made it quickly to shore. The rabbit claimed the fourth spot in the zodiac. Then came the dragon, the creature the emperor had assumed would arrive first. The dragon, a classic do-gooder, explained that he needed to bring forth the rain to help all of the people and animals of the earth, which delayed his finishing time. And the dragon added, just as he was crossing the river, he noticed a poor drenched rabbit clinging to a log for dear life. The dragon used his powerful breath to help the rabbit reach the shore. Just on the heels of the dragon came the galloping horse, who would have finished six, but was spooked by a sneaky snake who slithered in front of the horse, claiming sixth, while the horse finished seventh. Not long after that, a little distance away came the sheep, the monkey, and the rooster. These three creatures had helped each other to get where they were. The rooster had spotted a raft and took the two other animals with it. Together, the sheep and the monkey cleared the weeds, tugged and pulled, and finally got the raft to shore. Because of their combined efforts, the emperor was very pleased and promptly named the sheep as the eighth creature, the monkey as the ninth, and the rooster as the tenth. Then came the dog. The strongest swimmer of the bunch, the emperor, had also assumed the dog would come in much closer to first. But the dog explained it was in no woeful need of a bath, and the cool river was just too tempting, and he had to stay in for a while. Finally, in 12th place came the pig, who had stopped frequently for snacks and a brief nap, contributing to the lazy reputation of pigs today. 2023 is the year of the water rabbit as uh, the zodiac, both the Chinese zodiac and the Western zodiac are connected to the elements, though the elements are slightly different. This year, 2023, is predicted by Chinese astrologers to be a year of hope. Learning this perked up my spirit, as I think we all are searching for a sense of renewed hope after three of the most difficult years in our collective history. I've also been thinking a lot about China recently. After the country ended their zero COVID policy that kept their citizens trapped in extreme lockdown conditions beginning in February of 2020. Overnight, very recently, the Chinese government did a complete 180, erasing all restrictions within a population that has not had access to effective vaccines. At this point, American media seems to be relishing in reporting how many of China's citizens have now become infected with the virus. I am astonished at how the world again and again misses the whole interconnected web of existence of which we all are a part thing. Disease experts are predicting Powerful new variants will result from what's happening in China. 
And like many of you, I am exhausted by three years of risk management. I can only pray for best outcomes and protect myself and those I love as best I can. And so I'm orienting towards the stars and their indication that 2023 may indeed be a year of hope. The Lunar New Year lasts for 16 days, and each day marks a particular festival or custom. Now, I don't think that we can assume that every person that celebrates the Lunar New Year celebrates for all 16 of those days, uh, but the holiday does last quite a while. I appreciate cultures that extend their holiday celebrations. I've long been envious, for example, of European countries and Orthodox sects of Christianity that expand the Christmas holiday, at the very least, through Epiphany. In the U.S., Christmas comes and goes in a single day, and we are plummeted into the long, gray, dark days of January. I've often thought uh, if we can't convince the world to celebrate Christmas in February, when we are all a little desperate for a bit of light and joy, at the very least, we could expand the holiday. As for me and my house, the tree stays up until we are absolutely sick of looking at it. Uh, last year, that day occurred in March. Uh, I also appreciate the simplicity of the traditions and superstitions of the Lunar New Year wearing new clothes, enjoying delicious food in the company of family, and giving gifts and small amounts of cash in red envelopes. Wearing red for luck, avoiding cleaning so one does not step, sweep away all of their good fortune, and partaking in rituals to bless ancestors and spirits believed to inhabit homes. The year ahead is the focus and the health and general well-being of self and those closest to us informs the prayers and well-wishes of those celebrating. Similar to my feelings about the abruptness of Christmas is an annoyance with the hardcore head-first tumble we Americans tend to take into the new year. We are pressured to suddenly transform into our best selves on January 1st undertaking extreme exercise routines or vowing to cut out all sugar and joy from our diets or suddenly declaring intentions to organize our homes and our calendars in ways that would make Marie Kondo not only proud of us, but also downright jealous. It's too much pressure. And I long ago swore off extreme plans of transformation on January 1st. Whatever happened to proper hibernation, many mammals spend this season asleep. I'm more inclined towards small rituals that preserve and encourage sustained energy while promising a bit of luck and good fortune than I am towards self-punishing plans that focus on our flaws or our faults. Many of you have heard uh, me fret about cultural appropriation. Uh, I am by no means uh, suggesting that all of us Westerners uh, begin celebrating Chinese New Year and adopting and appropriating those customs. 
Rather, I'm just encouraging us to be open to learning about different cultures, recognizing that there is wisdom to be found across the expanse of humanity. So at this beginning of the new year, I'm focusing on small joys, simple wishes, and hope, hope most of all. In the translation of the most common phrase of blessing during the Lunar New Year, I am wishing you prosperity. Blessings be upon you this new year, and blessings be upon those nearest to your heart and the heart of all humankind. Wishing you prosperity. Amen, and blessed be. This has been the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists. The music is by Nathan Moore. If you want to learn more about the CVUU, visit our website at www.cedarvalleyuu.org. And you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Cedar Valley UU. We welcome visitors from anywhere to virtually attend our services on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you'd like to learn more about joining us for a service, send us an email at cvuupodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.